0: Coming up on the Sarc Fighter Podcast, progress is being made. Today, a deep dive into the reasons we can hope in 2022. This is the Sarkfighter Podcast, living with sarcoidosis and other rare diseases. Here's your host, John Carlin. Hello and welcome. This is episode 53 of the Sark Fighter podcast, brought to you in part by a grant from A-Tire Pharma. I'm your host, John Carlin, and a fellow Sark Fighter, and I am recording this podcast on January 2nd, 2022. So, Happy New Year. I do this podcast to offer my fellow Sark Fighters hope and to help you connect with other Sark patients to hear their stories, understand how sarcoidosis affects their lives, and hopefully that helps you understand what you're up against and what you need to overcome, and oftentimes to see that you can overcome. Now, I do want to tell you at the end of this podcast, I'll be playing the entire Sark Fighter official song called Zombie by the White Hot Lizards featuring Mark Steyer. He is a fellow Sark fighter, and yes, he wrote and performed this with the White Hot Lizards, and if you listen to those lyrics, you'll, you've will you heard me say he is singing our song. I'm recording in my home office in Roanoke, Virginia, as always, and my trusty dog, Dougal, is not with me in the office today because my wife is working from home, and he decided to join her in her office and I think Dougal is being a bit of a traitor. All right. So I guess maybe we all say this every year about this time, but I cannot believe that it is 2022. Really? I mean, 2022, there's something about it, you know, all the even numbers, all the twos. I don't know, but it sounds sounds like a date from a sci-fi novel to me. You know, 2022, and yet You know, here we are. Here we are. So what's going on in 2022? Well, as I speak, uh, the Omicron variant of the coronavirus is raising cane with the United States and the world. Let's hope that it peaks and begins to wane by the time we maybe get into February. Uh, They expected to have some problems after the Christmas season and the New Year season with everybody getting together, visiting family and so forth. The bowl games, the basketball games, the you know, these are the things that are high profile, the the revelry in New York City. Um, Some cities canceled their New Year's Eve, you know, the big parties, Uh, but the ball drop went on in New York City. And so, you know, there's a lot of people who are very close together. So let's hope that uh, this thing begins to run its course and that people continue to get vaccinated. I, by the way, am vaxxed and boosted, and I feel comfortable walking around. But I'm still nervous. A lot of people, who've had the vaccines, are still getting this Omicron variant. It's uh, it's out there. Luckily, it doesn't seem to be as bad. But for those of us who are immune suppressed, uh, you know, there's always there's always worry. But I'm still at work and still going about my life pretty much as normal, and I hope you are as well. But boy, if you haven't been vaccinated, get it done. Uh, We had a good Christmas in the Carlin household, uh, but we did have a little bit of a COVID issue. Um, My son and daughter-in-law were exposed when they visited her family, and they decided to quarantine The rest of the family all came and gathered around the tree and we exchanged presents. And uh, we uh, uh, took the quarantine family and put them on the big screen on the TV, thanks to technology, and it was the next best thing to them being there with us. So uh, just a bit of a debacle getting it all done, even though uh, all my sons in particular and daughters-in-law are very tech savvy. It took us a while to get the big screen just right, but uh, we eventually got there. And then at work, I will tell you that, uh, you know, they always have to send out from HR this notice. This is an official notice that a person in the building has tested positive for COVID-19. We can't tell you for legal reasons, but please know that everybody who needs to be notified has been notified. So we've been getting that throughout uh, (laughs) the—and that's not word for word, but it's pretty close. You've probably seen something similar at your work, but we've been getting that throughout the pandemic— but never have we had four people out at once. Uh, And we have something like 85 employees at the television station where I work. So to have four out at once is, that's the most we've had. So that just kind of tells you what's going on. We've got most of our staff, over 90% of our staff is vaccinated. So Anyway, just please, please, please. I guess that's my way of saying be careful as we head into 2022, and be especially because you uh, are involved in the sarcoidosis space. Okay. Now I don't have a guest today, in part because I've been working on a special podcast that's taken up a little bit of time. But it's kind of a secret, Uh, enough that I can't really say much more about it, but it does represent a significant reason for hope moving forward, but I have to get the okay from some people before I release the interview, and I'm hoping to upload that podcast, whatever, that, that secret podcast, whatever you want to call it, later on in January, but as we say in television, stay tuned. Now, as I look back at all the people I talked to here on the podcast in 2021, um, just some of the recent ones, Amy Whaley talked about being a caregiver for her husband, Bobby, who has sarc, and how they were fitness buffs until life took a hard turn. And a couple of my takeaways from that interview were that was that Amy was, you know, she said, look, this isn't what we expected, but Bobby is my person, whether he has sarcoidosis or not. And I can't always help him feel better, but I can bring him a cup of coffee. I can bring him a glass of water. I can help out and And uh, I talked to Bobby after I spoke with Amy um, off the air, as it were, after the recording, and just really, really nice people. And it was nice to hear uh, from the first caregiver, and I'd like to invite other caregivers to email me, carlinagency at gmail.com, if you'd like to come on and talk more about your role as a caregiver, as Amy did. And several people have touched base with me and pinged me and said they really appreciated Amy's perspective. We talked recently with Warren Robinson. His father had been healthy and active, did not know he had cardiac Sark, and he died suddenly. And the family had to pay for an autopsy because everybody just said older gentleman, heart attack, yada, yada. The family wouldn't accept it, and so they paid for an autopsy and discovered that he had cardiac sarcoidosis. And so Warren is now giving back. He's a member of the FSR Patient Advisory Council, and um, he is a television producer. And, uh, and you know he's he is a great guy, and I'm looking forward to uh, spending more time with Warren and working on different projects through FSR with him. You know, and then I talked with Adam Bernardi not so long ago. He does the actual editing of some shows in Hollywood, and he has Sark throughout his body. He's struggling to keep working, and his story is the quintessential sarcoidosis story. You just, some days he feels better than others, some days he can barely get to work, but he has to work, and uh, he lives by himself, and he's just, you know, he's just got a, difficult row to hoe. And he reached out to me just recently and said, Man, he's been having some bad days. He wanted to know because he also has Neurosark as I do. And he ran some situations by me and wanted to know if I'd ever suffered those. And and I had, but I, I honestly I will say not to the extent that he suffered them. But you know, it's just, it's just amazing, all the people. And I can't go through and list everybody that I've talked to in the last year. And I started to do that. And it was overwhelming. It really was overwhelming because everybody's got a great story to tell. And everybody is making a contribution to the greater good in one way or another. And, and everybody's here in the sarcoidosis space. Now, I do want to talk a little bit more about uh, Adrena Johnson, who I interviewed was episode 28. She suffers neurosark, but she is making a feature-length documentary called Project Purple Mission Sarcidosis Awareness about Dealing with SARC. She has Hollywood acting and directing credentials. And she reached out to me recently to say that she is making plans for the Hollywood premiere of the film. It looks like sometime in 2022. She was a little bit more specific than that, but I don't know that I am allowed to share that with you. So I'm just going to say sometime in 2022, but I might be able to help her in some small way on the night of the premiere. I'm very excited about it. Looking forward to seeing if we can work out a bunch of logistical issues and she and I will continue to talk to one another and hopefully that will be uh, something that we can all look forward to because I'm I I'm very anxious to see this documentary that she's put together and hoping that it has a, a great impact on the world as we try to bring the, the whole case for finding cures for sarcoidosis forward and raising awareness and Uh, If nothing else, even if people just know how to say it, right? (laughs) That would be a great, great step forward. Um, But it's going to be a huge boost for Sark Awareness. And there is a movie trailer on her website that I'll put a link for in the show notes if you want to click on it. And she is accepting donations if you want to help her. If you want to help her uh, continue to work through this process, whenever you're doing a documentary, it can be difficult and expensive. Now, as you push your reset button for 2022, your sarcoidosis resolution, so to speak, you might want to keep in mind the elimination diet. My guest in episode 27 was Ryan Norenberg, a SARC patient who's having great success also using CBD to fight his disease along with heavy changes in his diet. And then his wife, Lindsay Norenberg, you've heard me mention her on numerous podcasts, left her job in higher education to study nutrition because she got interested in helping Ryan, and now she's a holistic nutritionist, and she coached me throughout the year over Zoom through the elimination diet, started back in February and March, which means we took out anything known to create inflammation in the body, and I stayed on it for about six weeks, so no sugar, no gluten, no dairy, no additives in any food, organic whenever I could. Um, and I am planning to give it a, a try again, starting in the next couple of weeks. I, you know, look, if my experience is any indication, and, and that of other people, it's not going to cure sarcoidosis, as far as I know. But the the result the result of active sarc is inflammation, and if you can find a way to reduce the inflammation in your body, even by a certain percentage. I don't know. It does make your day so much better. And I feel like it helped me reset my body. So as I started slipping and going to picnics and hanging out with my buddies and having a beer after a bike ride and doing all the stuff I shouldn't do, I felt like I was better able to handle it. I really do. So I'm going to do it again. Um, I've ordered a new sugar-free protein powder that I've been using, recommended by Lindsay for my kale smoothies, and I'll be headed to the health food store soon here in Roanoke. We have a couple of them, and, and the best one is called the Co-op, and everything in there is organic, and uh, you know, just about anything you buy is going to be good for you. You know, I don't think it's as good as you know Oreos, for instance, but. Uh, I want to restart my healthy eating campaign and uh, I should mention that Lindsay um, is still uh, doing an occasional call with me and I do appreciate that and her website is nourish by Lindsay and you can hire Lindsay to, um, to help you with your diet if that's something that is interesting to you. Something else to think about for 2022, especially during this time of year when that's what we all do, right? Everybody goes to the gym. I used to be on the board of the local YMCA here for over 20 years, and I can tell you that, you know, January, it's not just something that people say, oh, that's when gym memberships go up. It was crazy. I mean, it was, I don't know the numbers, maybe, maybe tripled, quadrupled in January and February, and you couldn't find a machine to work on because so many people were coming to the gym. And I go, you know, religiously year round uh, or ride my bike. But uh, during the time of year that I'm in the gym, you couldn't even get on a machine because there were so many people, all the treadmills, all the ellipticals, all the weightlifting machines, everything. You know, everybody's working out. And then by the end of March, boom, it's all gone. So we know we know this is the time of year when everybody has those new year's resolutions but if you're fighting sarcoidosis and you've let it slip or you're you've decided you want to buckle down and and you know really make a life change that will help you deal with a disease that's already changed your life I, I'm hoping maybe you can look at it a little bit differently. Um, that's certainly what I have done. And uh, and so today on the podcast, we're, we're, we'll continue to talk a little bit about some of these reasons for promise and hope. So having said that, a few promising medical updates in 2022, at least that I'm aware of, Dr. William Dansky of Yale University is studying Zeljans for sarcoidosis of the skin. You've probably seen Zeljans. Uh, advertisements on television—that's um, you know typical uh, ad that you would see, say in the morning news, the Today Show, something like that—and um, you you know ask your doctor about, and then they have the the fine print where all the different side effects can happen because they're required to do that. But in episode 39, Dr. Damsky talked about the great promise that he is seeing in beginning clinical trials for sarcoidosis of the skin. And so he was on, uh, again, in episode 39, and I hope to have some new information for you, maybe have Dr. Damsky come back when he starts to get the data from his clinical trial in 2022. And then Dr. Matt Baker of Stanford is another person studying off-label drugs, which means they're not already approved by the FDA for sarcoidosis, but they work in similar diseases, and he's using something called Ceruleumab which is a rheumatoid arthritis drug for use in fighting SARC. And it's showing promise in keeping the whole autoimmune process from creating inflammation in your body. So again, uh, I'll be touching base with Dr. Baker as we go through 2022 and seeing if he has some data that he can report to us and some additional reasons for hope. Uh, We talked to him back in episode 41. Then there's ATAR Pharma, getting much closer to completing clinical trials of a new drug called ATAR 1923. It is showing tremendous promise to date in allowing patients to reduce their intake of prednisone. So imagine a world in which our doctors could turn to a reliable drug that's on-label instead of prednisone as a front line of defense, or if you're already on prednisone, being able to taper off of it, to titrate, as they say, and maybe get off prednisone altogether. And that's what they're testing right now. So I've done two interviews with Dr. Sanjay Shukla, the CEO of the company, and I'm expecting to hear from him again in the next phase of trials at the end of that, which should be in 2022, but they have already taken a couple of patients All the way off prednisone and replaced it with atire nineteen twenty three, but a lot more testing needs to be done before uh, we can say that it works and that it's safe and so forth and so on. But they are as there's usually stages one, two, and three of clinical trials, and I think they're in something like stage two a, thereabouts, but not quite stage three. But, you know, very, very close, so uh, we'll know a lot more data, we'll have a lot more reason for hope, and we'll be getting closer and closer to ATAR1923, which probably will eventually have a different name, uh, being available to help fight Sark. And, 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 of course, I need to point out that ATAR graciously helps to underwrite the cost of producing this podcast, so thank you to them. Now, the Foundation for Sarcoidosis Research is on a roll these days. The CEO, Mary McGowan, is really taking the bull by the horns her first full year in office. And it seems like big announcements are just coming closer and closer together because of the progress they're making. We're talking about grants that they have received, patient outreach, supporting doctors doing promising research. In fact, there were 25 papers or abstracts published in 2021 as a result of FSR funding. The foundation was awarded, so received, the $600,000 Chan Zuckerberg grant to improve diagnostics and increase research. FSR is now awarded more than $5 million for worldwide sarcoidosis research since inception. So that's just the money spent on research. Don't, don't forget, there's a great deal of money spent on awareness and, and other uh, aspects of patient outreach, uh, you know, other, other ways of helping and comforting sarcoidosis patients. And I should point out that speaking of patients, we, the patients, raised over $500,000 back in April for Sarcoidosis Awareness Month. And man, I hope we can do even better this year in April. So that's something to keep in the back of your mind. If you want, you can donate anytime. You hear my public service announcement, usually on the podcast, asking you to support the mission, kick in to stop sarcoidosis. And I hope you will. There's information on that in the show notes. I was listening to a podcast this week with Dr. Mark Hyman, MD. It's called the People's Pharmacy. That's F-A-R-M, farm, pharmacy, instead of the typical spelling. But he's a big deal in the functional medicine field. Uh, Maybe one day... This little podcast will be big enough to have him on as a guest. Uh, But he's big time. And he is an advocate for the elimination diet that I've talked about and for adjusting your diet in general and using that to fight disease. And he's fighting all kinds of diseases, not just autoimmune and not just sarcoidosis. Uh, But he says that our thoughts can change gene expression. He had a guest on uh, who said that. And I said, really. Uh, And I'm not going to say who his guest was. I was listening. I was driving. I didn't take a lot of notes. But the conversation that he was having with this guy who is, uh, I don't think an MD, but uh, he's had, you know, claims to have had some success with this. He says our thoughts can change gene expression, gene expression. So, Uh, in my mind, what gene expression means is is you've got a gene. So if you were born with a gene for red hair, you're going to have red hair. And uh, I can't believe that with any amount of meditation, if you decide, I don't want to have red hair anymore, that you can make your genes express something different. And all of a sudden, one day you wake up and you're starting to grow blonde hair or brown hair or black hair. So but he does go on to explain that there's terms that I hadn't heard a whole lot before, but they're out there. Upregulate and downregulate gene expression. So maybe maybe you've got a gene that um, wants to regulate for red hair. Well, maybe you can maybe you can downregulate that, or upregulate another gene that might trump it in some way, and look, I don't want to get out of my depth here. I'm trying to repeat to you essentially what I was hearing as I was driving my car. This guy goes on to talk about how heavy meditation creates stories of healing and spontaneous remission. And there were a lot of references to autoimmune disorders. And because Dr. Hyman was talking to him, I was leaning in a little bit more than I might have otherwise. I still don't know if I believe it, but basically this is all done through meditation and taking steps in practicing gratitude and and thinking of things in different ways. And, And yes, this guy does offer a series of live events, seminars, digital products, which you can buy. But when somebody, when a doctor is, or or somebody is selling something, it kind of raises a red flag for me. So it, make, it at least makes me think twice. But I do like the concept and the fact that I was hearing this on the people's pharmacy made me think, okay, maybe it's got a little bit of credibility. And I, I talk about that because, you know, we're looking at, I've talked about the elimination diet. I've talked about the value of exercise for me. If you listen, you know that I'm a uh, uh, an, an avid, if not a good cyclist. I ride my bike a lot, almost 3000 miles last year. In fact, I just got my data. Um, so I believe, but I believe in the exercise and I believe in the diet And I believe that there are things we can do aside from taking our medicines that will help and positive attitude is one of them. But I was at the YMCA this week and struck up a conversation with a guy from Egypt and we talked a little bit about health and people know my story here locally because I'm the local news anchor and I went on the air. Couple of years ago, and talked about sarcoidosis, and I was doing some fundraising, and you know, my face was about three times its normal size, and viewers were starting to send me emails saying, "Oh, poor you! What's going on, John? You look awful." I mean, you know, in a nice way, you know, like they were feeling sorry for me, they were concerned, but you you could tell that I didn't look like the same guy they'd been watching since 1987. So. Um, So a lot of people will tell me now that I've kind of gotten off the prednisone and I'm healthier and I've done the elimination diet and I've lost some weight that, you know, people like to tell me, oh, you look so much better. I'm so glad you've, you know, in their minds recovered from your health scare. They don't know that I'm still, you know, fighting sarcoidosis every day, but but I've got it under control. So people bring that up. That's that's a long way of saying that. And so he wanted to launch in and talk about, you know, how I got better. And I told him, well, I'm taking some medications, but I've done some things. And he said, well, here in America, you guys take too many pills. I don't like Western medicine in Egypt it's herbs. Herbs are the answer. I took and you know, he was telling me how he got sick and he took this and he got better. And he took that and he got better. And he's got kind of a heavy accent. And yeah, you know, it's not like I was sitting there at the Y in my workout gear taking notes, but I remember him talking about ginger and just some of the, the normal things that you would think of. Nothing, nothing too strange. And he claims he, that that's, that's his health regimen and that it makes him feel better. So you dovetail that with the guest I had in episode forty-eight, Dr. Jenny Tavi, uh, who is an MD at um, in Denver and National Jewish Health is the hospital where she works, and she talked about hope for neurosarcoidosis patients such as yours truly in that on that episode. And uh, I neglected to mention during that episode that she has a book and she sent me a copy. It's called The Last Day of Suffering, Five Steps to Health and Happiness. Now, remember, Jenny's an MD. She treats patients every day with Western medicine. As she said here on the podcast, something to the effect of, John, look, if you have a broken leg, I'm not going to tell you to eat better and meditate. She's going to, you know, do everything you would normally do to fix a broken leg. She's going to set it. She's going to put it in a cast, whatever. But the book does take a little bit of an what I would call Eastern medicine approach to fighting sarcoidosis. And that is what she deals with primarily is sarcoidosis. So I'm holding the book in my hands right now. For John Carlin, thank you for all that you do for patients with sarcoidosis. Wishing you peace and health, Ginny Tavi. So, and I did not talk about this book. I, I kind of knew that she had written it. Um, when I was, um, the FSR folks recommended that I talk with her, uh, and so I did, and I, but I forgot to mention this book. So I'm, I'm talking about it now because although I have not read it, I've skimmed it for the purposes of telling you about it today and to, um, to give you a little bit of her approach as we're here in the beginning of the year and maybe you're looking for a way to justify sticking with it. In 2022. Now she talks about her mother, uh, who was a Midwestern, I'm reading from the book. She was a Midwestern housewife transplanted from Thailand, a soccer mom who brought egg rolls to the school bake sales and played. Meijong, a Meijong on weekends. As a young nurse, she came to the U.S. on her own dime and together with my father built a comfortable life with a nice home and a healthy retirement plan. The thought of trading in her minivan for saffron robes and a shaved head never crossed her mind until a near-fatal car accident opened her eyes to a new path. A devoted wife and mother, she waited until my brother and I finished medical school And then, with my father's blessings, she walked away from the American dream. At the age of 57, she ordained as a Buddhist monk and dedicated the rest of her life to helping others. So she literally uh, moved to Thailand and is a honest-to-God Buddhist monk. But she was at Camp Lejeune in the spring of 2009, and she was trying to help some veterans who had coming back and seen and done a lot more than, uh, than they should have at war. And some of them have never heard of meditation, let alone practice it. And they had come to a retreat to get help. And one of them asked, what if we had to do things we didn't want to do, things we had to do to protect our lives or those of our men? We can't change what we did, but we know that it'll come back to us one day. How do we deal with that? And Ginny writes, the room was suddenly quiet and they wanted to hear what her mother had to say. Uh, and they were imagining what the soldier could have gone through. So and she writes, my mother thought for a moment and then answered with an old Buddhist metaphor. Imagine that you have a cup full of salt. If someone told you to swallow the entire cup right now, there's no way you could do it. No one can eat that much pure salt at one time. It's just too salty. But if you add water to the salt more and more until, say, you had a swimming pool full of water, then you could drink it. The salt is still there, but it's okay because you've diluted it. The same goes for something that you did in the past, something you shouldn't have done or didn't want to do. You can't just erase it or make it go away. It still happened. But by doing good deeds, learning how to be more kind and generous, and strengthening your mind, you can dilute those negative actions. And when those things come back to you, they won't hurt you, just like the salt in the swimming pool. It's there, but you can't taste it anymore. So... Jenny writes, and which, you know, this cup of salt analogy is getting to me. She writes, we all have our own personal cup of salt to swallow. This is in the um, the beginning of the book, the introduction. She says, like the young Marine and his memories of war, the salt for many of us is guilt or regret, which in turn often causes pain, anger, depression, or anxiety. For others, it may be financial problems, a family rift, or a relationship that's falling apart. She writes, for my patients." It's a chronic neurological illness with no known cure. Everyone's cup is different, and on some days it's more full than others, but whether it's something from our past that we wish we could change, an ongoing problem that we're currently struggling with, or just the stress of everyday life, we could all use some water to make our salt a little easier to swallow. And so... I'm looking at the book, and I'm planning to read it. It's a, it's a short book. Uh, it's about 150 pages. And then at the end, there are some additional um, healthy recipes. Uh, they're all Asian uh, cooking uh, recipes for an Asian kitchen in America, what to do when there's no lemongrass at the neighborhood grocery store. So there's appetizers, there's desserts, there's all sort of things here. But when you look through the book, Ginny, and if you go back and listen to the podcast, she goes through all of this, and I wish I would have asked her more about the meditation part, but she goes through step one is giving, which is the bank of merits and the gift of loving kindness, which is sort of making you feel better by giving back and uh understanding that uh if you give back the world will find a way to give back to you whether you see it coming or whether there's a connection or not that old that old karma thing step 2 is acceptance it is what it is letting go understanding that you have sarcoidosis understanding that um you probably you know in my case I'm never going to be a marathon runner again um you, you know you're you're you may be in a much more difficult situation. You know, you may never um, go back to work again. Uh, You may never find it easy to get from your, and I've talked to people on the podcast, never make, find it easy to get from the bedroom to the couch. Uh, You know, there, there are so much, but step three in Ginny's book is mind, body training, meditation, how to practice meditation, other forms of mind, body training, healing from within and then you go through something called Yi Jin Jing a variation on qui I think I'm saying that right Ku Jong um, and it's just uh, sort of an exercise that you go through that uh, it's kind of like Tai Chi it, I'm looking at the diagrams I've never done Tai Chi but it looks less complicated than than Tai Chi uh, but but using your mind and your body to help train. Step four is exercise, healthy body, healthy mind. I'm a huge advocate for that. I want to read what Ginny has to say about it, but um, that's something that I'm already in on. Uh, I, you know, I've already checked that box. I believe in it. And then step five is nutrition therapy, which again, I believe in that. Um, and she talks about different the different recipes and putting it all together and having a fearless mind. Um. And so, you know, there is a component that I think is out there. And if you are looking at and listening to all the sort of things that I just mentioned and maybe trying to connect the dots, um, I'm hoping that maybe you are seeing a path forward in, in your life where you can take a little bit more control and let the disease have less control over you as you go through your daily life so as we head into 2022 i think we have to have reasons for hope and there are many i mentioned the some of the research we talked about the success and the growth and the expansion of fsr the foundation i'll tell you that i'm already signed up with a personal trainer for 2022 i started out in uh, in early december I'm reviewing my notes on the elimination diet. Still uh, I'm still taking my western medicine, okay? And in, in my case it's uh, azathioprine or azathioprine and Humira. Uh I am not a yoga or meditation kind of guy. Um like to think of myself as, you know, somebody who just bulls through situations, um not not like the people I see walking around with yoga mats at all, but <laughs> I mean, it's just I grew up in a very rural area where there's lots of loggers okay and and I still have a sort of blue collar mentality and you know, you you don't think of your um your plumber as uh going home and doing meditation for all I know nothing about plumbers. I pulled that out of thin air, don't mean anything by it, but um there are <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm probably messing this up, but i've never been I've never been that kind of guy, okay. Um, but there are so many people I know and who I trust who are suggesting that it helps. Every time I turn on a podcast, somebody's talking about it and I'm going to have to give meditation a serious look in 2022. Uh, I don't know exactly how to approach it. I'm nervous about it. I, I, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how long you have to do it before it helps. I don't know how long you're sitting alone in your room, but I'll tell you if I could, if nothing else, if I could quiet my mind, even not sarcoidosis related, uh, that certainly seems to me like it would be uh, that it would be helpful. So, and the other thing I've got to do is I've got to see if I have the time because I'm extremely busy. (laughs) I I really am. I'm I'm working full time. I do the podcast. I'll be teaching a course on podcasting at Radford University this year. And, and I'm doing, uh, I'm on several boards and probably joining two more this year, waiting to hear, uh, about both of those, but it but they've reached out to me and I've accepted. And now it's just a matter of kind of going through the process, but that's, that's going to make me busier. Um, and yes, I am already making excuses because I really don't know in my mind what to do with the idea of meditation, other than I'm much more open to it now than I've ever been. But the exercise check and the diet check, I'm going to do those. And then, and I'm going to do as much giving back as I can. I usually do that through my board work and that makes me feel good. And, and maybe karma will lean my way a little bit. Um, so uh, I'm trying to check that box as, as much as I can. So all of that is uh, a way of saying that uh, 2022 is here. It's January. It's time to make decisions. I know everybody does it. I know I'm going to do it. And let's all try to find a way in 2022 to dilute that cup of salt. Until next time, keep fighting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it would be so much easier to grieve if I had to breathe I feel like a zombie just feeding at stumble. It's not the why, but the how that plagues my mind. A new perspective, appreciate what you've got. With dead men walking, in the instant it could be gone, and I don't know. One will come. Look for silver linings, but. Wherever there is happiness Fight to be there too And wherever there are Friendly smiles Try hard to smile too And wherever there is sunshine Don't let fear darken you And whatever happens I'm